0: The South Coast End Zone Podcast.
1: Ooh. Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of the Standard Times.
0: Now, the South Coast End Zone. Hey, football fans. Welcome back to South Coast End Zone, the podcast. I'm alongside Standard Times sports editor Lori Lose. How you doing, Lori?
1: I'm doing good. And I'm Brendan
0: Curie, and uh, we're going to be looking a little bit back at Week Two, and looking ahead to Week Three in the South Coast High School Football Season. So let's get it kicked off here. First game, a couple of locals here that we're going to be looking at: Fairhaven at Wareham. A couple of teams, one combined win.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. It's uh. Last week was kind of a interesting week uh, for Fairhaven. You know, week one they ended up losing Brady Bennett at uh, quarterback, and he's supposed to be out anywhere from four to eight weeks. Uh, so last week was the first week without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were playing Seekonk for that uh, South Coast Conference small. You know, big matchup. You mm-hmm. know, um, and whoever
0: won that was in the driver's seat. Dri- yep, the driver had the easier seat. path to winning the finishing the first in the south. As well.
1: Yep. So uh, that that game was scoreless through three quarters. Uh, <laughs> neither team real could, barn burner. Yeah, neither team could uh, could score. Uh, I guess lots lots of defense. Um, you know, not too much offense. And then finally, um, in that that fourth quarter, uh, you know, Fairhaven was uh, was able to put some points on the board. Um, and so it was Seacock, um, but Seacock's defense kind of rose to the occasion. They ended up blocking the extra point attempt in that game, which was the difference, um, you know, seven, six, and then Fairhaven also had a shot at the end. Um, and, uh, actually it was, um, it was, uh, why am I drawing a Blake Flynn Bogart, um, who played some quarterback, but he, at that point he was playing running back. It was a halfback option pass, um, into the end zone that got picked off, that sealed the victory for, for Seacock. So a couple of big defensive plays was pretty much a difference in that in mm-hmm. that battle um, between those two teams. But Fairhaven um, now faces Wareham this week, who uh, last week, I would say, probably a little better showing for the Vikings. They so put some on points on the board. Yeah, they yeah. put some points on the board. They did give up more than 40 again for the second straight week. Um, and this time so it was so it against It seems like Bourne. the
0: offense is ahead of the defense at this point for them.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, that's... I mean, usually it's the other way around. Usually the offense is kind of adjusting. Um, but Especially I know with a
0: new quarterback, you know, new guys at most of the different skill positions other than Eric Zine.
1: Yeah, it, it, but it does sound like they have some some talented players um, with Zine. Uh, the quarterback, I feel like I'm going to uh, Isaac butch- Panero. Panero, Okay, that's what it is. I, I knew it was Isaac. Uh, I felt, thought I was going to butcher his last name. But he had uh, four completions for over 150 yards, two touchdowns, um, but he also threw two pick sixes. So that kind of Boom erases bust. that kind of erases the two touchdowns there, right? Uh, you know. Pretty
0: much, yeah. But you know, hey, at least there's a sign there. They got some touchdowns. Two different receivers: Tyler King yep. caught one, and then the tight end uh, Dominic Labelle had the other. So he's finding different guys. And uh, I'm actually going to be out of this game, so I'm curious, curious to see. You know, we haven't. I haven't seen. Neither of us have seen the Cass offense yet. No,
1: nope, no.
0: Nope. And uh, kind of what their uh, main schemes and themes are. So interested to see what they're doing there. And that just seems like they just even whatever the schemes are they just don't have the depth especially on defense to really get it done he was uh, Coach Cass was talking about once you get past that kind of First layer of players, there's really not a second layer of guys who can step in and fill in at a varsity level at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that's a tough part for them. And, and Fairhaven isn't, doesn't have, their situation is not as bad as where I am this year, but still, um, with Brady Bennett going down, that's kind of. I mean, these are our two yeah. lowest
0: number programs.
1: Yeah. Um, but that, that last week, I think, was kind of, they were trying to figure out what to do. Um, and I know they did split time between Bogart and um, sophomore Alex D. Almeida. And it looks like, I mean, who knows what uh, Coach Bulger is going to do. He's, always got, he's always got something up his sleeve. He's always got something up But it did sound from um, from the, the game recap of that game is that uh, it looked like the offense flowed a little bit better with D. Almeida, you know, under center, um, you know, playing quarterback, and Flynn being able to be out of the backfield and just kind of, you know, have a little bit more.
0: Which is interesting because <laughs> he was a wide receiver to start the season. Yeah. And they have their running backs healthy. So, so I don't know. It's just... Rudy switching throwing things, everything yeah, in a bag switching, and switching, shaking it all up. Switching and
1: things up and I was a little it.
0: surprised that Gia didn't have more yards last week. I kind of thought they were gonna rely on him and yeah. you know it was gonna be one of those you know, twenty five thirty carries, hundred and fifty yard games. But Owen oh, Sabula actually led them in uh yeah yards yeah yeah game. well he
1: had that big touchdown run i think it was for god uh i don't know if it was 52 yard scamper for I had the touchdown what, more than 90
0: i think for the whole game
1: yeah yeah i don't have that in front of me but yeah no as a team they they had all uh two, all 234 of their yards came on the ground so you know there was no that well, was their
0: solution to not having a quarterback
1: yeah and i mean really you know they hit that extra point and they might be going to overtime and who knows they might have won it or you never know i mean it it they were right there, you know, um, so the defense was strong, um, you know, for, for Fairhaven in that game, and the offense almost got the job done, you know. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think we'll probably will see that, you know, Fairhaven is uh, more competitive of a team than Wareham in this one.
1: Yes, yes. You know, I
0: think they, yeah, Fairhaven will probably struggle against the best teams but can probably beat the mid-level and lower-level teams.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. Looking like that
0: this season, you know, yeah, yeah. at least a 500 team probably, and then where's Wareham's going to be? fighting for any wins it can get the whole season
1: yeah so and that game is Friday night Fairhaven at Wareham at 7 p.m. and Brendan uh like he said he'll be there so uh, yeah, feel free to say follow at
0: sc underscore varsity I'll be uh, either up in the press box or roaming the sidelines that kind of depends on the weather probably <laughs> so uh moving on to another one uh this is actually a team I saw last week uh, old Rochester will be at greater new Bedford voc tech seven o'clock on Friday as well I was very impressed by the Bulldogs last week.
1: Yeah, you said you wanted about 15 or 20 minutes to talk about them yeah, how the Yeah, I do you guys <laughs> have here.
0: Uh, you know, sit down, get a cup of coffee here. Uh, I could go on for a while. They were, the Bulldogs were very impressive in basically every single facet of the game. Like, last year's team was a very solid team, but it had a couple of little weaknesses. They weren't great in pass coverage. Uh, the defensive backfield, you know, wasn't great. Uh You could kind of predict a little bit with the run game. Like if it was going to Harry, it was up the middle. And if it was going to Will Garcia, it was probably a sweep or, you know, at least off tackle or something. This year, they're they're just – and you knew their passing game wasn't that dangerous. They've kind of solved all three of those things. And then what you thought might be the issue, which was the lines where they were graduating a bunch of kids. Yeah, they had a lot of holes there. Their offensive line, and it was still down one of their regular starters on Friday against Aponequit, was very impressive. They were three yards downfield every play
1: wow.
0: uh, before the running back even had to encounter a defensive player. I mean, it was <laughs> you could have you gone three yards and kneeled and never been touched on a lot of the plays, wow. it seemed. Uh, and it was also interesting because they, they have you know, more backs. They were playing Desmond Diaz. Uh, Dylan DeWolf got a little bit. Um, they were giving it to, oh, I'm blanking on uh, the name of the, the fourth back there that they were using. Um, oh, gosh. Well, anyway, uh, they were using four different backs. And uh, so, and each guy had different. So, Will Garcia was sometimes running between the tackles, even running between the guards. He had some dive plays. He was real good at hitting the hole very quickly. Uh, Get the ball and just dive and, you know, not kind of starter step. Um, Nope, not Brzezinski. It was was a smaller kid. Uh, He was kind of shifty. Uh, Anyway, Uh, let's see. He's got to be on the list here. Where is he? Did he score a touchdown? Jackson Cody. Okay. Jackson <laughs> Cody. I yeah, ran for about 66 yards, I think it was. Uh, so, yeah, just a bunch of different weapons, and then they have this new wide receiver. Yeah. That's really going to open things up for Cole McIntyre in the passing game. So, Tyler No, who I didn't know anything about uh, coming into it. and You didn't uh, know anything about Noe? <laughs> I knew, knew no about No. <laughs> and uh, Steve Carvello is uh, announcing it. and uh, I think he first had a return. A kick return was his first time he touched the ball. And I think he's saying Tyler Mello, and I'm looking, and I had an old roster when you walked in there. They had two sets of rosters, but one, I guess, were old and one were new. And I grabbed one of each, but the one I happened to be looking at was old, and so it had a different player as number two. I'm like, who is this Tyler Mello guy? And then he scores a touchdown. I'm like, oh, gosh, I really got to pay attention to who this Tyler <laughs> Mello guy is. And I'm tweeting about this Tyler Mello guy. And then uh, I think sometime in the second quarter I figured out, no, it was Tyler No. And uh, he's a senior transfer. He's been playing St. John Paul uh, from Wareham. And uh, he is just going to add kind of a whole new element. He's not like a big, tall guy, uh, but he looked like he had great hands, super fast, ran some good routes, and just looked like he's going to catch anything that comes near him.
1: Yeah, he had, what, two, t- two touchdown catches? Uh, th- uh,
0: 93 yards. three yards, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, and that just adds
0: a whole other element. I mean, yeah. before it was like if you can stop the run, you can stop old Rochester. Now they have a more dangerous, probably their most dangerous passing game since Cam Hamilton and Patrick Saltmarsh were there.
1: Definitely. And then, I mean, not to overlook the defense.
0: Oh, but I know. <laughs> I haven't even <laughs> talked about the defense yet.
1: I know. Uh, in two weeks, uh, they, the defense has pitched two shutouts. So it's uh, 81-0 to is the out, uh, what, combined uh, score. They've outscored the competition. Last week, they held a to just 28 y- yards in the first half, 99 for the game.
0: Poniquet was never close to scoring. Wow. Yeah. And there was, they never got in the red zone. They only had one possession not end in a punt or a turnover. Well, that ended a turnover on downs. Oh, my god. And they got down to, like, the 30 and, <laughs> and went for it because they finally were in the other end of the field. But it was just three and out after three and out after three and out, and there wasn't anything. And the Lakers aren't a bad team. They're not a terrible team. Well,
1: they were, they were without a couple guys, they too. Were without,
0: they were without Shane Cooney and uh, – Brent Dixon. And, yeah, mostly Brent Dixon. I'm not entirely sure they were completely without Brent Dixon. Oh, okay. I don't know. He was um, – but, anyway, he, he didn't carry the ball or anything. He didn't okay. do anything offensively. Um, I don't know if he was out on defense. But uh you know, even if they had those guys though, I mean old Rochester were just in another class. Yeah.
1: Well and this week uh it doesn't get any easier for Voltech uh coming off a, a loss to Somerset Berkeley forty two to twelve last week. Uh but I feel like Votech is getting better. The Bears are showing improvement, they're doing good things. It just you know, Somerset-Berkeley is always traditionally good. Now right. they're facing old Rochester. And they have, they have
0: a long hill to climb from Oak Yes,
1: yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but last week they ended up scoring the, on the uh, opening series um, to go up uh, what Was it, 6-0. Ethan Almeida connected with Dana Haywood for a 74-yard bomb. Um, that really put them on the board. Uh, that was uh, Ethan Almeida's first touchdown throw of the year. He had a couple rushing touchdowns the week before. Uh, I think it was against Fairhaven. But uh, the, Raider, the Raiders responded by scoring 40, like the next 42 points um, and just you know, blew the we game We were a little
0: unsure how Somerset-Berkeley was going to be after that week one game against Durfee. When yeah, because it was close and tight. Six to nothing.
1: Yeah, uh, and I was, I was talking
0: to Coach Kogler, and he was like, oh, don't worry, Somerset-Berkeley will be pretty good this year. Yeah. Um, they had new new quarterback, uh, a bunch of new guys, and you were saying week one they were still trying to kind of feel things out, but uh, don't sleep too much. Yeah. On the Raiders.
1: And, uh, I mean, even Almeida, who who's a transfer from Dartmouth, I mean, this kid had almost 200 passing yards in that first half. Um, but, you know, it's his first year playing varsity, you know, and being like a varsity starter. And so he had three interceptions. So it's those are things that are going to come, you mm-hmm. know, um, being able to have kind of the vision and maybe even a little bit patience to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of know when to – um, to not throw, uh, kind of make those decisions, and that all kind of comes, uh, you know, along with more experience on the varsity level. Uh, but they've shown some good things. It just, it's gonna be, it's going it's gonna be tough because Old Rochester is just, you know,
0: yeah, Old Rochester all, all, all is very impressive. Right they're uh, they're clicking on all cylinders, and it's early in the season too. So, yeah. yeah, there's not too many weaknesses on that Bulldogs team. And so, uh, no. I was l- trying to look through their schedule, and really, Somerset Berkeley, that's
1: that'll be the big. That's game. the
0: only reasonably losable game, I feel like, for Old Rochester on their the first seven schedule. Yeah.
1: And uh, also, um, if you do go to this game, uh, it is uh, Friday night at Vogue Tech. Uh, During halftime, the... uh Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech softball team will receive their state championship ring, so there'll yeah, be a shout a, out to the
0: Bears and I Coach know. Mark Collins. And uh. this
1: is awesome. So the the party just keeps on going when when you win a state championship. Like you just keep celebrating, right? You know, like until the next season starts, right? I mean, exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like they're they like uh, those
0: kids who had uh, summer birthdays, but then they always had like three birthday parties. And yeah, those you know, ones who had them during the school year. We're always jealous of it.
1: Or in the winter when you <laughs> you don't get to do much. It's <laughs> exactly, snowing yeah. outside or something. Um, but yeah, that game is Friday night old Rochester at Vogue Tech
0: yeah should be a good one on that one and uh then we're going Seaconk at Aquit with a little bit of an earlier start here, six thirty. Yep. I think the Lakers are starting all their games at home games. All their yep, this all year. their
1: home games for some reason um, this year. Which we're not complaining because we no, our deadlines. We love it. Uh, our deadlines are six o'clock. we want to move to
0: six? We're we're fine with that. <laughs> Five
1: o'clock. <laughs> hey,
0: we're we'll sign the petition.
1: Yep. Uh, so that game, um, you know, is is six thirty at Aquit, and it. I mean, I haven't seen obviously I haven't seen it, either team, um, but it it seems like, you know, neither team is having much success, um, on, you know, especially on offense. Uh, last week upon a quit was shut out, we were just talking a few minutes ago. You know, they only had 99 yards for the entire game. There wasn't many first downs either, I think. It, four. Four in the game.
0: None just, in the first half. Yeah. They uh, punted six times in the first half.
1: Really, really struggled. Uh, and that was after scoring 14 points week one. Against, against Middleburg, not, not
0: a pushover. Yeah, I mean, defending state champs. They graduated a lot of kids, yeah, but, but
1: still, they, they got a
0: successful program.
1: Yeah, they're always good. And, I mean, Seekonk. You look at Seekonk. Seekonk's one in one but Seekonk is just barely beat Fairhaven last week seven six you know they didn't score until the fourth quarter really the defense is what kind of you know rose to the occasion and, and led them to that victory they had the blocked extra point they also had um, I think it was they recovered I think there was like a muffed uh, like a punter there was something that happened and b- a bad snap they recovered the fumble on that and then they also had the interception um, late of Fairhaven like in the end zone. That would have won the game for, for the Blue right. Devils, and and the defense really rose to the occasion uh, for Secong. So we'll see if either team can kind of break through offensively, because you know early on it's kind of been you know it's been big a slog. Struggle. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's, 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 it, I'm interested to see a because I kind of had the same impression last year about them. Like they're not terrible at anything, but they're not super exceptional at anything. And so like you know there are a lot of like kind of you know. B-minuses across the board everywhere. So it'll be interesting to see if, like, they can kind of come together. I know after the game, Coach Pfeiffer was talking to his kids, and he was kind of talking about, like, getting serious about football and, like, kind of forgetting about the, you know, Friday face paint and, you know, school pride day type stuff and just kind of, like, focusing on football and getting back, you know, to the basics of playing the game and uh, worrying a little bit less about the ancillary stuff. So yep. we'll see if uh, that settles in for them. Obviously, uh, getting healthy, Shane Cooney yep. uh, has only played a half, I think, so far out of two games. Yeah, I know. He,
1: I think he yeah, sat he the second out. half
0: of the first game, and then uh, he had, like, a, a soft wrap around his left hand. Yeah. And, and you said you
1: weren't court. 100% sure if Dixon played on defense. He didn't, he defense didn't
0: yeah. Um, I actually I should have been paying more attention to that than I was, but yeah. – uh, he definitely didn't uh, do anything, well, Didn't play on offense, but uh, I can't 100 percent say he didn't play in the whole game.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, they, they need those two guys back to to you know yeah. to make to make some kind of run in this. It was season. interesting. I,
0: saw, I liked a lot of what I saw to Chase Gorman. He's a lot bigger. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, we wrote about him. He's in the only a sophomore now. He's only if, a sophomore, but he 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 looked like a freshman last year. And now he, like, kind of looks more like an upperclassman. Like, he didn't... He's he like, said oh, he had, my gosh, who's that guy? He had a and, big
1: tight end that he's thrown to, too, as well.
0: Um, he did, yeah. Um, Think
1: of the kid's name. Um, yeah,
0: it was, it was uh, Michael Hendrickson. He's yep. a sophomore. Uh, so he was a, guy, a big target. He also had a fumble recovery on defense. And Gorman's pretty good. I mean, he, he stands tall in the pocket. His motion looks great. The ball looks great coming out of his hands. It's just, it seemed, at least in that one game, it would seem to be the accuracy. Throws were five feet this way, four feet that way, three feet too high. You know, like he just needs to kind of really zone in and get that command on the ball. Of course, you know, some of that could be it's hard for me to know if it's a receiver, you know, going a little bit short on the route, going a little long on the route. But it seemed like he hadn't quite found that rhythm with his receivers yet, Uh, other than Henriksen, who's like a nice big target, who it's a little harder to miss him. Yeah. Got a higher catch rate, larger catch radius.
1: And it'll be interesting, too, for Aponikwitz' defense um, because, you know, like even though Rochester's more balanced than they have been, I mean, they mostly run the ball, um, you know. But Seacock is the complete opposite. You know, out of 140 yards of total offense, 115 came through the air. Uh, for Seacock, so they they're not running the ball a ton. So we'll no. see how, you know, um, kind of the defensive backs and secondary is for for because they'll they'll definitely be tested. Yeah, and for, for sure. the
0: whole game too, like yeah, they're going to have yeah. to be well conditioned. Yeah, they're so. going to be covering from the first quarter first quarter to the fourth quarter against Seacock.
1: So we'll see if uh, the Lakers can can get their first win this week. Um, they are hosting Seacock. That's Friday night uh, at six thirty at yeah,
0: we Actually, we have five teams still looking for their first win.
1: Yes, we were just three, talking about and that. And one
0: of those is uh, New Bedford. Yeah. Whalers, who have not lost by much.
1: No, we, uh, we, we were trying have, to do the math.
0: Four <laughs> points. Their two losses are by a combined four points. Four points, points
1: yes. Um, Seven, left.
0: six, and nine, six.
1: Yes, yes. Um, so they have been right there, right up o- And right it doesn't the get door. any easier. No. Um, Bridgewater raynham is coming to town. Um, the, the Trojans are always usually one of the top teams. Um, I know when I used to work at the Totten Gazette, I think they had one bad down year um in like a decade and a half and you know they still finished i think right under 500 and <laughs> um but they they're oh two to start the year but they have yeah. lost two
0: it's a little deceiving uh
1: zavarian and duxbury um these two these are two teams that are ranked um very high in the state i think we said top
0: five both
1: yeah top five for both uh duxbury i think is fourth um, for and the zavarian globe and second and zavarian is second um as a, of the ratings for this week so uh, yeah, so they <laughs> they face a tough, tough <laughs> and Bridgewater Random
0: scored against Zavarian a couple yes. times. Yes,
1: yeah, they actually lost that game twenty eight to twelve. Um, they've had they have four four touchdowns in their two games. All four have come through the air um, uh, with their uh, really that's yeah. a
0: little different for Bridgewater. Usually they run the ball, and even Mark yeah, they're different. kind of an option team. I thought yeah. usually yeah,
1: usually uh, and even Mark DeBrito was saying you know they they like to run the ball. They do it well. They've been doing it forever, um, but. They haven't had as much success so far uh, running the ball. They have a first-year quarterback, um, Anthony Morrison, and he has all all four touchdown passes. Um, so he's kind of been the guy that's you know facilitated a lot of the offense. And L- Willie Lombard is the uh, starting tailback, so he's the guy that gets a lot of the carries. But they graduate a lot. They graduate the quarterback, pretty much the entire backfield. Like just you know a lot of a lot of new faces, a lot of new names, and a lot of young guys. Um, I think. Coach uh, Buron said they're starting about five or six sophomores on both sides of the ball. So they're going through some growing pains. We also
0: appreciate that after the way they got uh, beat down at Bridgewater Random last year.
1: Yeah, it wasn't pretty last year. I think it was 41-0 to zero in that game.
0: Yeah, and that, that score was indicative of the, I was yeah, at that game. That was a rainy week where almost nobody played.
1: Uh, I think that was the only but game in town. Might have been. Town, That's probably that why I drove going.
0: to Bridgewater Random. <laughs> <laughs> on
1: a Friday night, yeah.
0: Yes, but uh, yeah, it was pouring. They had a turf field. So that's how they were able to play. Yeah. And it was still probably questionable whether they should have in the end. But New Bedford got nothing going in that game offensively. And that should scare you because that's kind of been their story this season.
1: Well, from what I've been told, I mean, I haven't seen them. I know you saw them week one. But, um, you know, what I've been told is that they've been able to move the ball. They just can't finish. They haven't been able to really finish drives or or sustain them. You know, like mm-hmm. they, they put, you know, a few first downs together and then they either have a bad snap or they turn over the ball penalties. or penalties or something where it just, it just stalls. Um, you know, last week they fi- finally got on the scoreboard. Um, true Williams connected with, uh, Carlos, um, Alvaro for, a, for a touchdown pass. That was, uh, I think at that point, I think it put them up six, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, who are they playing? They were playing, um, God, why am I uh, Whitman, Whitman Hanson Hansen came back, tied it up. We're saying, all right, there's a game here. Mm-hmm. And then Whitman Hanson, late in the game um, ends up kicking a, what was it 35 yard field? 30, yeah,
0: 37, I was going to say. Yeah, somewhere somewhere something there. like that.
1: Field goal with, I don't know, 10 or no, 15 seconds. No, as time expired. I, oh, was it? I thought, I thought as it was about. time
0: ran off? I don't know. That was what I was told by a friend who was at the oh, game. Okay. I thought, I thought it was with like about 10
1: seconds left uh, and and won the game. Um, so, that was after
0: an interception deep yeah. in uh, their territory.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, and I think they had a penalty that got them down down the field. Um, on that drive uh, for, for Whitman-Hansen. But, I mean, they're right there. The defense is playing unbelievable. I think in the two games this year, they've given up, what, 15? Uh, what is it, 15 points? Uh, not, no, no, 9 and, uh, yeah, and, seven, nine and 16, 7, 16 points, 16 two points. touchdowns. Yeah, pretty much in two games. Um,
0: and the Taunton just, game, the touchdown was on a very fluke. Like, it was a 60-something-yard touchdown play, and they had and. Twenty yards the whole and re- twelve yards the whole rest of the game. Yeah, and I'll so t- it's not a bend but not break defense. No, it was, uh, no, it was the defense a is stout defense. I would and say this
1: is probably the one of the better defenses they've had in God. I don't even know four, five, six years. Like,
0: did you ever think we would be sitting here after two weeks being like, New Bedford's offense needs to keep up with its defense? You
1: know, we th- we thought there we was, thought they
0: were going to be this dangerous offensive team with all throwing all over. Yeah, and, throw, throwing and throw all over run, running, and had everything, had the yep. big line and. It seems to be the offense is what's kind of holding them back so far. I mean, they're not that far from being 2-0, but they're also really close to being 0-3 and really being in a tough spot as far as making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, because, I I mean, it's tricky because they also – I mean, their schedule just – there's no easy games, no. really. No cupcakes. You know, um, and, you know, Brockton is also, you know, I've been kind of keeping track of Brockton. I think they're 2-0 and at this point. So it's like they're going to have to face Brockton as well. And, you know, they have some other teams Durfee coming. Durfee
0: always plays them close no matter yeah, what Durfee on season's Thanksgiving, going like. So. Yeah, yeah, that one won't help for playoffs. Yeah, that
1: won't matter for the playoffs. But Dartmouth,
0: it, I mean, Dartmouth's 0-2, but they're also a team with a really good defense that's trying to figure it out on offense. Yeah, so, and
1: so uh, that's I That's mean, a toss-up. Yeah, talking to Mark DeBrito last night, he pretty much said, you know, for us, it's you know, we're we're beating ourselves, you know, like uh, like we've been playing against ourselves, and like it would be nice to actually not beat ourselves and, and you know actually be able to play another team and and have that matter as opposed to making these mental mistakes and just errors that that they shouldn't be, you know, like we at this point, you know, there's they're no not a young paints. team, no, they're not, no. you know, it's like
0: it's their first time out there on the field. And yeah, there's no moving too fast. There's a lot of seniors, a lot of guys with a lot of experience. Yeah. And uh, they just got to play more disciplined.
1: Yeah, and I think we had we had a Buddy Thomas note. I'm trying to see if I can find it here in my. Oh notes. well, I
0: mean, it, he made the, his picks this week. Yeah.
1: Well, he, well, he, well, Buddy's pick was for, for New Bedford to, to exactly it's upset, upset special. special here. Yeah, yeah. beating Bridgewater in But he had uh, in his notebook this week the fewest points through two games for New Bedford. Um, this was the fewest since 1980 when they went two and eight. So let's hopefully, hope that's not the story no, of this year. Let's, let's hope that's not the, the, the case this year.
0: Because they're, they're close. Like, they could turn it around and yes. suddenly be a dangerous Division two team.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. one hundred. Especially with the way the defense is playing, the offense. If your defense continues to play like this, not like you have to score 40, 50 points every game. I mean, if you score two or three touchdowns. Yeah,
0: if they could be consistently scoring three touchdowns yeah. a game, they're going to win a bunch of games. Yes,
1: for sure. So that This game,
0: week, that might be a little bit tougher than.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, Bridgewater, Bridgewater Random. Bridgewater Random team. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll see how how they kind of match up there. Um, both teams are winless. Like when I said this is our game of the week, one of the coach Dan Biron said, "Really?" That's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, somebody's got to win, right? You exactly. know,
0: somebody's got to get their first win. And so that I go along with there's a big difference between being one and two and zero no and three.
1: Yes, definitely is. Uh, that game is Friday night, um, at New Bedford High at seven p.m.
0: And to another one of our 0 2 teams with a stout defense, and still trying to find his footing on offense. Milton will be coming to Dartmouth 7 o'clock on Friday in a somewhat of a rematch of the 2015 uh, South Sectional title game. Although I doubt anybody. I guess, would you have been if you were a fewer freshman that game? Would you be a senior now, I guess? 2015. So it's possible. 15, 16, so Yeah, you, it's possible somebody's playing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess but it could unlikely. be. Unlikely. Yeah.
0: That, I mean, certainly no starters, I'm sure. No, back, no But no, maybe no. somebody who got in on some special teams or something. But So not exactly an exact rematch, but a very dangerous Milton team here, right? Yeah,
1: Milton uh, is 1-1 one and one start the season. Uh, they ended up opening the year with a 31-28 to 28 loss to Belmont in week one. And then this past week um, just really came out determined um, against Quincy. And I think they scored on the opening kickoff. They had three touchdowns in the first quarter, and really never looked back. They ended up winning forty nine to zero so they made a, <laughs> the, co- the coach said, "We wanted to make a statement. They made a statement in that game um, so they, they had a couple they had a wide receiver who scored a couple touchdowns. Um, one of their top defensive players he had four sacks mm-hmm. in addition to that uh, kickoff wow. return for a touchdown. Uh, I mean the defense really played well the offense i mean when you put up almost fifty points. A lot is going right for yep. you, um, <laughs> in that game and uh and the defense, uh, for, for Milton, they didn't let Quincy get um past the twenty five the, the Milton's twenty five yard line the entire game. So they never really got in the red zone the whole the That's yeah. what Rochester did to a Padaquin. So uh so yeah, it's uh it's gonna be challenging for, for Dartmouth, especially the offense. Uh, which has struggled with turnovers. In um, last week's loss to Attleboro, um, you know they they turn over the ball a couple times, and they're just averaging one touchdown a game. While the defense has been giving up about thirty-four and a half points per game in those two two losses. Um,
0: yeah, they, I feel like week two is a little more revealing for Dartmouth because week yes. one Central Catholic.
1: Yeah, they're they're the Indians play
0: their A game in one of their best years, and they're probably still not beating Central Catholic. No, no. Whereas week 2 Attleboro, Adelboro—that's usually more even. even last footing. year, you know, when when Nate Ellis was still healthy, they were able to beat Attleboro yep. in a close Six game. Six nothing
1: in that game. Yep.
0: And that you know that was part. Of, you know, they always have a er, uh, tough start to the season, and they need to get one or two of those games to go their way. And now they're in real danger and, here.
1: And I mean, if you looked at the first half, Dartmouth was right there. Dartmouth was winning uh, actually at halftime early in that game, seven zero. And then Attleboro scored uh, twenty one unanswered points in the second half, and just. You know, lots of mistakes, just lots of things that didn't go go right. Um, uh, mental mistakes, a last, lack of execution on offense. Just, you know, um, they have a lot of young guys, um, you know, kind of starting both ways, a lot of new faces. And um, and it's showing, you know, where they have those growing pains. The line I know is pretty inexperienced and, and young as well. Um, so it, it might be, you know, I hate to say rebuilding year, but sometimes there are those years where, you know, you got to kind of get these guys back. up. You, you just know, don't have the this, horses
0: sometimes. Yeah,
1: get the sophomores out there, get them some experience. You know, so then junior senior year, you know, yep. you're back up there competing for south sectional championships and the state championships and that kind of thing. But um, but yeah, that that game is uh, seven o'clock at uh, Dartmouth Stadium. Milton is coming to town Friday night, so we'll see if uh, the Indians can get their first win of the year.
0: Yeah, one thing that stood out for me is. Not a lot of rushing yards out of. Them. I mean, we don't. I know we only have stats from one out of their two games, but uh, not a not a whole lot of rushing yards.
1: So yeah, yeah.
0: It seems like they're. Uh, it's not just. A, they're. They maybe not like New Bedford, and the New Bedford's been driving and then faltering. Yep. Looks like the Indians have been struggling to even put together drives.
1: Yeah, to be able to to, to get down the field or yeah. to to move the ball much. So, um, yeah, I mean. And in the past, usually the offense is or the defense has kind of carried the load you know when the offense has kind of struggled, maybe the first one, two, three first few weeks out of the out of the gate, but this year, I mean the defense is also you know maybe not say a step back or a step down, but you know it's not where it usually is yeah. you know at this point um you know so like I said a lot of a lot of young guys playing, and um you know this is how they get the experiences to be out there so.
0: Going from the zero and two teams to one of our three two and zero teams.
1: Yes, yes.
0: One of the best stories so far of this young season so far. Probably wow. Bishop Stang Spartans.
1: Yeah, um, you know two and zero um, to start to start the year, and uh, coming off uh, you know for week one they ended up beating Seekonk and and uh, I think it was forty two twenty two or something like that in that game, and then this past week really got tested uh, against Cardinal Spellman. They had to come back. To win that game, twenty-seven twenty, and uh, I mean Justin Lopes. I mean he's been the breakout
0: star <laughs> of the season.
1: You know, uh, you know he's kind of maybe the front runner for our uh, one of our Player of the Year awards for football. Yeah, I don't know if they've two. opened
0: up the odds at uh, Bovada in <laughs> Vegas yet. I don't but, know, uh,
1: but uh, he uh, might be
0: the money leader in the clubhouse.
1: You know, he had uh, he in in two games. Um, he's had over three hundred yards passing or three hundred yards rushing and two over two hundred and twenty yards. Passing. Um, he, in addition to throwing a touchdown pass in week one, um, he's uh, found the end zone six times um, this season on runs. Uh, and last week, um, he scored four touchdowns, uh, including the game winner. And just, I mean, he's just, he's bigger, he's stronger, he's more confident. He's just kind of right now That's the complete I he's package. He's definitely looking
0: bulked up. Is, yeah. uh, and uh, I was where the... That uh, they're keeping it fairly simple with the offense, uh, with the Spartans. I was talking to a friend who watched one of the games, and he was saying that they find four or five plays at work, and they run them out of only maybe two or three formations, and they just keep going to those. Until somebody stops them. Until you stop us, we're going to keep doing it. And they just do it, and they run it over and over, and it works. and. Yeah, they're not playing. They're not going forty plays deep, or they're not on page three of the playbook. And
1: so far, they haven't. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't needed to. Uh, so they're taking on a sandwich team um, that it plays in the Atlantic Coast League. Uh, sandwich is actually zero and one to start the year. They ended up. They're coming off a bye right now. Um, after we uh, losing in week one to Saint John Paul the Second, twenty to fourteen. But the Blue Knights, they've lost a lot of size on their offensive and defensive lines thanks to graduation. And they also have a first-year head coach. Uh, matt McLean. so i know there's a lot of like we've been talking about some of our other teams that have a first year coach mm-hmm. there's that ad- while. yeah it's that adjustment period plus it also doesn't help you have a bye week too you know um you know that probably Look where old
0: rochester was a few years ago justin Cogar's first year yeah right? they were own five i think to start and-
1: yeah you know and they ended and up then I even and know what their around.
0: record would be since that own five start it's pretty impressive
1: really good yeah um so yeah this is a team that that you know who knows? You know, they, they're coming off the bye. They've had an extra week to kind of prepare for this game. Um, but that, that week one, they were really in it against the Lions. It was tied 14-14 until the Lions scored with about f- almost six minutes left in the game. Um, you know, and, and that, was, that was the difference. You know, it was kind of uh, they, they were in it, but, you know, they weren't able to pull it off. But uh, the way Stang's been playing, um, I mean, the, de- the defense has been given up. You know, I think about 20, twenty, twenty one points uh, between the two games. Um, each and that's game. where they
0: had to replace a lot of guys from last yeah, year. Yeah. so in the linebacking core and the defensive line. So, but the, you know, they're, they're kind of the opposite of some of these other teams we're talking about where the offense is probably a little ahead of the defense. Yeah, the offense is definitely this ahead this of the
1: defense. So, I mean, it definitely seems like... It, Looking at last year's score, uh, Sandwich won 13-7. I think this is going to be a lot <laughs> a lot different than that. I think Seng's going to be able to put up a lot more points. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that game is uh, actually at Sandwich. It's Friday night, 7 p.m., and we'll see if uh, the Spartans can keep this. Uh, this we should mention one other name for the, the Spartans,
0: Eric Camacho. Oh, yeah. 163 receiving yards right now is the only uh, receiver in the area among our stats that we've been able to collect so far with over 100 yards receiving on the season so far so he's uh looking like another uh, kind of breakout guy and real dangerous guy in the past game i'm sure some folks remember him from basketball yep. he was kind of like the seventh man or something probably um you know kind of not particularly tall but kind of long is what i remember probably yep. good wingspan long arms, yep. long arms and uh, yeah seems like he's uh must be running some good routes and they got a good uh, connection there with him and lopes
1: yeah well hey they connect on the basketball court right now <laughs>
0: yeah, hopefully just... they're doing the same thing this winter <laughs> One more game here. So that's it for the Friday night games. The Saturday game, uh, Old Colony continues its never-ending homestand.
1: Yes, they have a lot of home games.
0: (laughs) Cape Cod Tech at Old Colony, uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, I'll be at this one as well. And uh, I got to see the Cougars, uh, their first game of the season, it sounds like their second game was actually probably a little bit more impressive. Yes. Than their first game. Their first game was kind of... uh, Two teams stumbling out of the gate a little bit, figuring out themselves out, and Old Colony kind of gutted out a win in that one. This one they were really able to run the ball.
1: Yeah, they had four different guys, uh, Kyle Schultz, uh, Matt Bumpus, Phil Proctor, and uh, Mitchell Wilson all getting touches um, in last week's 21-14 to win over Keefe Tech. They ended up racking up uh, 342 yards on 14 attempts and had three rushing touchdowns. 40, I,
0: I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, That would be very did impressive if it was 14.
1: For, no, sorry, 40. <laughs> 40, <laughs> 40 attempts. I've tried
0: to do the math in my head. Huh? No, <laughs> 40, With, uh, 40. Like, 24 yards per carry.
1: Yeah, nope, that was 40 attempts uh, and three rushing touchdowns. Sports touch Illustrated,
0: attempts. if you're listening. Oh, I know,
1: <laughs> I know. Um,
0: All is averaging 24 yards. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Sorry, I, I just I just got a kick at the same time as I was I was reading that. So uh, yeah, it's, instead of my, uh,
0: numb mouth, Brendan, yes, we have a eight and a half month pregnant Laura. Yes. This week. So
1: uh, so if some things I may I say don't make sense, then uh, you know pregnancy brain over here. Um, yeah, Wilson uh, and Bumpus each uh, both eclipsed hundred yards while Schultz and Proctor found uh, found the end zone along with Wilson, and uh, you know Old Colony their defense uh, has just allowed ten points um, per game in the first two games. Um, you know, and they take on a Cape Cod Tech team that that's kind of struggled offensively in its first two matchups, uh, losing a combined fifty one to eighteen and losses to Tri County, which uh, Old Colony always plays mm-hmm. usually, and uh, Monomoy. Um, so this is a team that. Uh, you know old colony should be able should be able to beat um but cape cod tech uh you know has some experience out of the backfield um they have a, a returning running back who's a three-year starter in archer um Esteval. uh he scored nine touchdowns last year um so we'll see you know if if you know how he does, and and how O'Colony's defense can kind of stop him. But you know, it looks like the Krugers have just kind of kept it going from last year's successful yeah. season, and you know they have enough talent on offense, and the defense seems like it's playing well enough. You know to. To kind of you know like they then not having to score thirty or forty points to win games. You know they're only scoring, you know, was it twenty one last week and I think week one it was sixteen. Wasn't sixteen two touchdowns with two, two yeah, points. Yeah, so the defense is is getting the job done. In they the seem to have
0: built a good base there at Old yeah. County where like they're not gonna they're not, they're not going be terrible much anymore. You know, no, like, a, they're not gonna, gonna be, be riding that roller coaster of. You know, we got a good class. Oh, we don't have a good class. We have a good class. We don't like. They've kind of gotten to the point where like the program is instilled in the kids so much, and in the culture there, where like the base, there's a higher baseline now, and it's just how much can you achieve above that. Yes. I think they've also accomplished. Uh, Justin Colgar's accomplished that at Old Rochester too. Yes. Where you just you just kind of have a higher baseline now, where you're just like, all right, every year we know we're going to be competitive. We're not going to have these just clunker seasons.
1: Yeah, and I think the same could be said for, like, a Dartmouth team as well. But Dartmouth's competition, I feel like, is... Exactly, that's the problem that's with Dartmouth. Problem. I think
0: if, if Dartmouth was playing in the SEC or something like that, I'd feel like absolutely the same Yeah, way. or
1: if Dartmouth, their non-league games weren't they make so... make it tough on themselves. Yes, they do. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, when you want to, like... Not say when you want to be the best, you you play the best. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you play up those first few games figuring, all right, you know, like, if we when we make the tournament, we'll be... And that's something that Ole
0: Rochester might want to look at in the future because yeah. they don't have that tough a schedule this season. They're, they have no out-of-SEC games. Okay. Um, some of them are out-of-division, yes, so they're playing so some small, small, small teams. Small but everything's in the SEC, you know, obviously, until you get to the playoffs. Uh, and so that really kind of leaves Somerset-Berkeley yeah,
1: as game. their
0: real team that you know, they could lose to because you know, I don't really see them losing any of the small teams. Nope. Um, We don't have a Wareham this year that's like, you know, just that that team that everything is going to come together for one year for them. Yeah. So, you know, that might be something for them to look at down the line, though, because once you get into the tournament, you know, you want to have seen some different looks and some teams outside of your own little league here that you've seen over and over again and, you know, go into a team where, you you know, you don't have a lot of tape on them and you really got to figure it out as the game goes on, as opposed to all these uh, opponents who you're so familiar with. Yeah.
1: So it's only week only week three, Brennan. So we we got a little I'm bit. Already, tor- I'm already the jumping to my conclusions
0: here. <laughs> my hot takes are flowing.
1: All right. Well, that's our uh, week three that's schedule. The slate, slate seven yep. games,
0: six yep. on Friday night. Uh, all of them at seven o'clock except the Poniquit.
1: Yep. Hopefully the rain holds off. I know some f- there's, uh, there oh, I that the forecast that it might it might rain Friday night. So we'll see. Um, but we'll see. Uh, all right,
0: weatherman Laurie. Oh, I don't know. I just you know tracking the radar for us. <laughs>
1: I heard something about Got some high rain.
0: pressure system moving in.
1: Yeah, hey, and it's supposed to be cooler. I think this weekend too. So uh, when finally, nice in. to have
0: a little respite today. I've covered a baseball game tonight, and I'm like, I gotta wear pants.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be chilly.
0: <laughs> I normally wear shorts, just for the record. It's not like I have no pants normally. <laughs> so, all right, well, that's uh, that's the podcast for this week. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at sc underscore varsity, on Instagram at sc varsity. You can read our stories in the Standard Times and at southcoastvarsity.com. dot com. And keep following along and keep listening.